Hello, today I'm going to tell you the story of my 10-day silent retreat where I took a 10-day course on Vipassana meditation. It was absolutely life-changing, much more profound than I expected it to be. Please stick around to hear all about it. Before we jump in, I do want to tell you that I have a new offer for anyone out there who is interested. What I would like to offer is um, my time and um, whatever it is that you want to talk about, I want to be there for you. So I'm offering one-hour consultations completely free. I just want you to have someone that you can talk to. If you are inspired by my story or you're going through a hard time or you feel stuck in a life that just doesn't suit you, but you don't know what to do, you don't know the first step to take, I would love to help you. I would love to talk to you about how you can work with yourself to figure out what's best for you. So please, if you're interested, grab one of these free spots. Just go on to the website, findingfulfillmenttogether.com. Click on book consultation and you can grab a spot on my calendar. I look forward to hearing from you completely free. Please take advantage of this. I love you all. Welcome to the Finding Fulfillment Together podcast. Do you want to stop feeling stuck and start truly living? Do you have big, ambitious dreams but feel too scared to even start? I'm Rebecca. I too was in a life that I felt stuck in. I was living my life according to everyone else's expectations, which led me to feeling unfulfilled until I took a step back and realized that I can create whatever life I choose for myself. I made big changes in my life, including getting divorced, leaving my career, and moving into my RV to become a full-time traveler. In the midst of all of these changes, I also found my faith. In this podcast, you will follow my healing journey and find inspiration to finally heal yourself from people-pleasing and start living a truly fulfilling life. Let's do this together. Thank you for being here. I am so, so excited to share this story. The whole time I was at this retreat, I was just thinking about how I'm going to tell people about this experience because it was so crazy, so amazing. Oh man, before I jump in, I do want to give you guys an update on why I'm still not in the RV. I know it's been a few episodes of me not in the RV. Um, I'm actually taking a little break from it while I visit friends and family. Since Christmas, I've been with friends and family. I am hitting the road again um, in early February. I'm going to head south because it is cold up here, um, but also just enjoying the time that I have now with my family and friends. So don't worry. I'm still hitting the road. I'll be back in the RV um, beginning of February. So I'll update you all then on where I'm going, what I'm doing. But for now, I want to focus and jump in on this retreat Wow, wow, wow. So I'm just going to start off by telling you how I found it, why I decided to do it. Um, so I just had this feeling for several months that I wanted to do a silent retreat. I wanted to just get away, have no noise, no phone, no connection to the outside world for just a few days. I thought maybe four or five days of complete silence. And, you know, I was like, it's going to be difficult, but I want to go inside my own brain and just, you know, find out what's going on in there without all the distractions. So I Googled it and I find this 10-day course on Vipassana meditation, but it said 10-day silent retreat. And I was like, 10 days is kind of long. 
but I look into it and it was free. So I was like, heck, man, it was a little bit tough to register. Like you had to um, go on on a certain day where registration opens at eight o'clock in the morning and sign up right then and there and try to get a spot. Um, but I was like, heck, if it's free, I might as well do this. And I, it's a course in meditation too. Great. I'll get some, you know, I'm trying to meditate. I've been sitting in meditation daily. So I would love to hone that practice. So I looked at the dates and found one that was in January in Delaware when I had planned to be with friends and family over on the East Coast. So kind of perfect because I would have someone to take care of the dogs for me. So I went ahead and, and registered. I, I followed the instructions. And what you have to do is register. It's I think it was November 8th. I registered for the course that started on January 3rd. So it's a couple months beforehand and everything's on their website. So I got on at 8 a.m. I filled it out and I ended up getting waitlisted. And I was like very upset because I really, really wanted to do it. Um, and then in beginning of December, I ended up getting an email um, saying that a spot had opened up. So I was, you know, elated, jumped on the opportunity and confirmed my spot. Um, so, you know, as I had planned, left the dogs with family and I arrived there. And again, you know, I'm just looking for a silent retreat. So I'm just, you know, kind of anxious about just no talking, no phone, no nothing. And I did watch a couple of YouTube videos where people did this and went over exactly what their experience was. So I did kind of know that I was going to potentially have some like deep things occur through the meditation, but I, I didn't know really like what to expect from this experience. I was just kind of going in blind, but fully open and ready for whatever came my way. So the way that it is when you arrive there, um, you're allowed to talk the very first day. It's actually 12 days because the day you arrive and the day you leave don't count as part of the 10 dates. So the day you arrive in the afternoon, you're allowed to talk because you're kind of shown to your room, you're shown to everything, like where everything's going to be, and then you turn in your phone. And the silence begins that night, I believe at 8 p.m. And you're given instruction that night on exactly what you're going to be doing in meditation the next day. And what I loved about it is everything was very, very clear, um, very simple, very laid out, very structured. Um, so I'll go through what the schedule was. I'll also try to put it up on the screen because they have it on their website so you can see exactly what the schedule is for every single day that you're there. It's the same thing day after day after day. Before I do that, I do want to mention that I was was expecting to have a shared um, living area, like a shared room where everyone was sleeping and a shared bathroom. And I was fully prepared for that. And turned out I had my very own room. Um, at this point, there's still the one in Delaware is still doing COVID procedures. So they only have one person per room. Usually there's two. Um, and I so I got basically my own hotel room because it had my own bed, my own closet, my own full bathroom with shower and everything. So I basically had a nice little hotel room and I was really stoked about it. And I took a small video of the room. So I'll, I'll put that um, on the YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube so you can take a look at what the setup was. Very simple, but still great that I had my own space because it's not what I was expecting. Um, so the schedule, let me get into what the schedule is because, wow, it's pretty grueling. Um, I will tell you, this is one of the hardest things I have ever done. And not knowing exactly what I was getting myself into, woof, it was hard. So you, the bell goes off, the gong goes off at four o'clock in the morning. So that's wake up time is 4 a.m. And then you go directly into meditation starting at 4.30. 
Um, and what you're doing is you're following, again, the instruction you were given the night before. So this, um, where I went, this these centers for Vipassana meditation were started by a man named S.N. Guenka. And he is no longer living, but they have recordings of him from when he was alive, when he was instructing these courses. So you are instructed by him, even though he's no longer alive. So it's pretty kind of cool that you're getting the direct instruction from you know, the source. Um, and this is a style of meditation that was taught by Buddha himself and, you know, passed down. Um, and it's really profound. And I'll get into all of that and what the details are. So that first night you watch a short video from this man, S.N. Guenka, and he explains that he wants you for the whole first day to focus on the breath coming in and out of your nose. And he wants you to fo focus on the whole triangular area. So the whole outside of the nose, underneath the nostrils, inside the nose, and then underneath the nose, so your upper lip, down to your upper lip, um, your whole kind of like where your mustache would be. And you're just focusing on the air coming in and out. That's it. And I'm like, okay, I love simple instruction. And that's what I'm going to do all day tomorrow. Got it. And that's what you do all day. So you go into your first meditation at 4.30 and no one you know, tells you again what you're doing. You just do it. You sit down and start doing it, focusing on that breath coming in and out of your nose. Um, and then, so just to go through the rest of the schedule, um, so at 6.30, you get a break for breakfast. So that's two hours of straight meditating. Of course, the first day, I'm not sitting through two hours. You know, I'm moving every like 30 minutes or so, changing my posture. But I was trying, like I was really putting my all into sitting and trying not to move because I wanted to get the absolute most out of this experience. From day one, I was like, I'm here. I'm going to dedicate myself to this. 10 days of my life, I'm going to do this. So I tried really hard not to move, but I had not sat in meditation meditation for longer than 45 minutes before and probably not still for that entire time. So it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle to um, my legs were hurting, my hips were hurting, my knees, my back, you know, everything's hurting. Um, I can just feel the pain and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a long 10 days. So you go to breakfast at 6.30 and then um, breakfast, all the food is vegetarian and they do have vegan options. Um, and I loved that. It was great. I um, enjoyed the food very much. It was really good food. Um, and, but again, there's there's no talking whatsoever at this point. So eight o'clock on that very first day when you arrive, you stop talking, your phones are turned in. So you have other people that are you know walking past you in the hallway and in the dining hall with you, but you are not communicating. You're told not to make eye contact and not to touch anyone. Like you're basically supposed to pretend that you're there on your own. You're having this experience on your own. There just happens to be other people around, but you just do not acknowledge them, which is very strange. And the, the hard thing for me was to stop saying sorry and excuse me, like when I bumped into someone or when, you know, someone was crossing my path or I was cutting in front of someone, whatever, I would say, excuse me. And I was like, oh, shoot, I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, so it took me a couple of days to kind of kick those, uh, the formalities, the, the being polite, you know, um, and saying, you know, it's just saying thank you and sorry. We're so just used to doing that. And bless you. You know, when someone sneezes, you can't even say bless you. Um, so anyway, then after breakfast, you get a break. And for the first five days, I took a nap during this break. It was an hour break. And I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning and meditating for two hours. I was already exhausted. So I zonked out for an hour um, during this time after breakfast. Then you get up at... Um, so the break is from um, 
until eight o'clock. The break is till eight o'clock a.m. And then you go into a group meditation. So during the group meditation, everyone has to report to the meditation hall and you meditate together for one hour. Again, doing the exact same instruction of what you were told. At this point, you're breathing in and out of your nose. Um, so that's one hour. And then you get a 10 minute break and you go into meditation on your own. So you at this point can go back to your room if you choose to, or um, you can stay in the meditation hall. You're, they don't want you to meditate outside. They want you to be inside because, you know, wind and birds and other things can distract you. They want you to stay completely focused on your breath. So I ended up staying in the meditation hall because I wanted to be held accountable. I knew if I went to my room, I may get up. I might want to stretch or go to the bathroom or I might be opening my eyes and looking at the time because in the hall, there's no clock. Um, and plus, I would have other eyes on me in the the Dhamma hall, you know, where everyone was. That was they, they called the meditation hall the Dhamma hall. Um, and I knew that that would keep me more still and more focused on the meditation itself. So I stayed in the Dhamma hall for every single one of those sessions, unless they asked new students to leave, which they only did once. And that's because they give different instruction to the old students that are there, students that are repeating the course. So there's only one time that I left during this um, 9, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. is the next session. So it's another two hours. Um, and so you sit for another two hours doing that same thing, breathing in and out of your nose. And now it's starting to feel like, okay, this is long, you know, on day one already. Now I'm working on um, five hours already. And it's now it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. I've already meditated for five hours. And then at that point, you um, at 11 o'clock, you get lunch. Um, so same idea with the lunch. Everything's vegetarian. You go to the dining hall and then you get another break. Once again, I took another nap. A lot of people take this opportunity to take a walk outside. Um, it was pretty cold while I was there, um, but some days sunny enough and nice enough to walk outside. But I still took advantage and took a nap because I was just so tired. Um, and then at 12 o'clock, no, I'm sorry, now it's one o'clock. You go back into meditation on your own until 2.30. Again, you can stay in your room if you'd like, but I always went back to the hall during this period. And then from 2.30 to 3.30 is the second group sitting of the day. And then after that, and there's 10 minute breaks between these. And then from 3.30 to 5 o'clock is another meditation on your own. So straight through, I was staying in the meditation hall during this period for that's a four hour stretch from one to five. Longest stretch of the day, always the hardest part of the day. It was a, a grueling four hours of sitting there and focusing on the breath coming in and out of my nose and other instructions to come. But this that was day one. So now five o'clock, you get another break, but there's no dinner. At this point, it's called a tea break where new students are allowed to have some fruit, but old students are told to fast and not eat dinner. Um, and I found out why, which I'll get into later. So that um, was nice, get a nice little tea break. And then it was like a half hour after that, time-wise, that you get another break to do whatever you wish. I did and so, on some days fall back asleep for 20 minutes and set my alarm because that's how tired I already was. But most days I just kind of sat and just, you know, sat with my thoughts because what else am I going to do? I can't talk. There's no, oh, I wanted to mention there's no journals. There's no books. You cannot do anything to distract your mind. You need to just be with your own mind, with your own breath, with your own body. So you can't even, there's nothing to even do with your time other than sleep or walk <laughs> or think. Um, and then, okay, so you get that break and then you go back into the final group sitting of the day from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, 
And so that's another one hour in the meditation hall with everyone. And then after that is when you go into the instructions for the night. So there's a, an hour and 15 minute video with SN Guenka going through the teachings where he talks about kind of, you know, the idea behind meditation, the, the specific Vipassana meditation, where it came from, what the teachings are. Um, Buddhist teachings he goes over. But what is very important about this is that this style of meditation and the way this course is run is completely non-sectorial. It's only focused on your breath and your body. They do not talk about God. There is nothing spiritual whatsoever. What they do is they at night there are Buddhist teachings, but they that's not tied to you know, the med that you have to have these beliefs in order to do this meditation at all. It's just what you learn experientially, like the experience you go through doing this meditation, you end up learning things that are very aligned with Buddhist teachings, which I'll get into. So he goes over this, uh, the outline, the course, they called it the discourse. So, uh, so that's from seven to eight fifteen. Um, and I enjoyed that every night. It was really educational, very, he was a very good speaker, very engaging. Um, I really looked forward to it because it kind of gave me some context on what I was doing because I'm sitting there breathing in and out of my nose. Like, why am I doing this? Like, this is torture. Like this, just focusing on my nose. And of course I'm trying to like keep my thoughts away and only focus on my nose, only focus on my breath. But it's very hard to do. You know, your thoughts take you through these journeys and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have been thinking about this for like 30 minutes. I need to get back to my breath. And you just come back to the breath. And it's just that distraction, come back, distraction, come back. Um, but the teachings allow you to kind of start putting some things in context. And then you get the instruction for the next day. So for day two and day three, you're doing the same thing. And you don't know that going in. But when you get this instruction again on the, the first night going into day two, you're like, oh my gosh, another day of focusing on the breath coming in and out of my nose. And at this point, he says, you know, to focus on the sensation, um, not just the breath, but what are you feeling? Is it tingling? Is it painful? Is it warm? Is it tickling? Um, you know, focus on the sensation around your area, the whole area of your nose, the whole nostrils, and the whole upper lip. But still, you're just focusing on your nose again. And it's three whole days of that. It's like torture. It really was very, very hard and very, very frustrating because you just don't know where this is leading or why. But because I did watch a couple of videos going in, like I knew that these people coming out of it had these transformational, amazing experiences. And I knew I was going to be happy with the outcome. I just didn't know what the outcome was going to be or when I was going to get there. And like I, I watched one video where someone had um, a past life experience. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like I might have something really cool like that happen. So I stuck with it and I listened to the instruction and I at, like tried not to move as much as I possibly could. I put so much work in. And one of the things he keeps repeating um, in his instruction is to work diligently, patiently, and persistently. And I kept repeating those words because honestly, and all that I've done in all my life, I have been diligent, I've been patient, and I've been persistent. Like those are skills that I have. I'm actually sometimes too diligent and too persistent to the point where like I stick to things that sometimes I shouldn't. But in this case, the, those skills came in handy. And I, I, I was 
very, very stubborn. I refused to move. On the last day when we were finally able to talk again, a couple of people told me like, wow, I was impressed by you. Like You did not move. And I, I was really, really steadfast. Um, so I just kept repeating that work diligently, patiently, and persistently, even though I couldn't believe on day three that we were doing the same thing and focusing on our noses. I was like, I can't do this again. And then finally, 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 on day four, they finally say, we're going to teach you Vipassana meditation now. So for the first three days, you're not even doing Vipassana. You're doing what's called Apana breathing. Um, and then they get into Vipassana on day four. So it really takes, like, feels like it takes forever to get there. And it's not even until that the halfway through on day four. But anyway, so now they tell you with Vipassana that you're going to focus on not just the sensations on your in your nose or on your lip, but now you're going to try to feel sensation throughout your entire body. So you're going to go from the tip of your head to the tips of your toes, going part by part by part throughout your entire body and just focusing and seeing what you feel. So with your obvious, I mean, always with your eyes closed, with your back straight up and completely quiet and completely still. And now they're asking you to be completely still, to have determined sitting where you do not move. And if you have to move, if you really feel like you just have to move, they ask you to do so, you know, obviously very quietly and slowly so you don't disturb your neighbors, but try not to. So this is when that starts where, you know, it's really, really, there's no messing around anymore. They don't want you to be shifting and moving and itching. Now it's trying your hardest to really not move. And I had already kind of been doing that up to this point. So at this point I had that practice, but now I was not even allowing myself to, to adjust when I was in pain. I, I forced myself to sit through the pain and this is where the lessons start coming in, of course. Um, but now, you know, you're just scanning your body and feeling for sensation. And then from this point forward, you get different instruction every single night. So, you know, this is now... The, on day four, they're giving you this instruction. And then you have that night, you have instruction for day five. And then day five, you get instruction for day six. And it's a slightly different every day. So as you go through the process, you're kind of honing your focus. And that's why they have you sit for those first three days. And now it finally made sense is because we've now had trained ourselves and have the skill of this intense laser focus because we've been focusing on such a small area for three straight days. We're talking 30 hours now of meditation because when you add it all together, it's 10 full hours of meditation every day. So having that laser focus, now you know what it's like to feel sensation in this tiny little area of your face. And now when you're feeling for sensation in your whole body, it's very easy to feel. You know, of course you're feeling pain in your back or your knees or wherever. And then you're feeling, you know, just warmth or you're feeling itching or you're feeling tingling. And then before you know it, the more you do this day after day after day, you start to feel like a tingling or a vibrating that starts to kind of consume the body. Um, and you have major areas of your body that are just everything is vibrating. And it, the way it's described is and the way the, what it really is. And what I love about this meditation is it is just what it is. It's your body and your breath, nothing else. It's what you feel. You're not, they tell you not to visualize, not to imagine. You're not making up sensations or hoping sensations arise. You're only feeling what is. And uh, that's what's so powerful about this. 
So they ask you, you know, again, to scan your body. And after a while, these, these vibrations that you feel in these small areas, or maybe like in your hands or in your feet, it starts to be the whole arm and then the whole front of your body and the whole legs. And all of a sudden, after days and days and days, kind of everything is these subtle vibrations or subtle sensations rather than the sharp pain and the aching. And, you know, the, there you still have these points where there are those those gross sensations, they call them, the pain and the, the ones that kind of like really get your attention. But in lots of parts of your body, you're feeling this this vibration. And what it is, is it's the actual vibration of our particles. Like we're made up of atoms. We're made up of molecules. And every single one of them is constantly moving and constantly changing, like vibrating very, you know, very, very small little atoms that we can't even see with our eyes. They're all vibrating and moving because they're constantly changing. Our bodies are constantly changing. We can't see it happening with the naked eye, but it's constantly changing. Just like, you know, you wake up 10 years later, you look completely different than you did 10 years before because throughout that 10 years, you're constantly changing. Um, so that those movements of those particles is actually what you start to feel. That's the focus level that you get after sitting for this many hours and developing this focus of your body. And as I'm scanning through my body, I mean, I'll talk about my experience. I felt um a lot of different sensations mainly my sensations were mainly in my my front body and my back body so my arms and my legs were kind of always easy for me to get the flow they call it like the flow of energy and the flow of vibration where there weren't any real gross sensations for me not even sometimes in my knees but not a lot um mainly for me my gross sensations were down the front of my body and in my spine and for me i would go I would go part by part like they explained and when you go down, you know, you start to go down your neck and I feel my throat and I would feel my throat like opening and I would kind of focus there for a second, but they tell you not to get stuck in one area. You want to keep moving, keep moving your attention and keep feeling all over your body. But sometimes you do get stuck because you get this big gross sensation. You're like, oh, wow, that that feels strong. Um, and I, so I would get that sometimes in my throat and I would definitely get it in my chest very often in my chest where it felt like there was this pressure and it felt like as I was trying to move past it, I really got stuck there. It was like, oh, and I was for a while, I was really trying to push through it like hard. And I felt it like, ow, like it's deep into my like heart, into my back. And then as I would move down, I would get this deep pressure in my my gut, like right at the very bottom of my rib cage, my, which I guess is, you know, that's what they call your solar plexus. I started to realize that all of these deep sensations were really aligned with my chakra points, but they don't talk about that at all in the course. Um, and I still haven't looked it up to know if this is something that everyone gets is this, these feelings, but I was feeling deep in my, my chakra points, but my solar plexus was like, it would like cave in and have these deep pain again that went all the way through my back. And then I would go down to my stomach area and my, the whole intestinal area. And then the whole uterus and womb area would just be very tender and lots of grinding in the stomach. And I just kept feeling I was pushing down to try to get the energy through to flow down to the bottom because you're supposed to flow all the way down to your toes, you know, part by part by part. And I just felt like I kept getting stuck here for a couple of sessions. I was like, pushing and pushing and trying and like like really trying to get these this to push through um 
And what I ended up finding out again through experience, because you you can't really be taught how to how to do this, how to work through this. You have to experience it yourself, and then find out how to. Because the 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 hope, I shouldn't say hope, because you're really not supposed to have any desire, right? Because all of our misery comes from desire, comes from wanting something that we don't have, or not wanting something that happens to us or aversion, like we're, we're, we don't want that, keep it away, you're fearful of it. Real joy and peace and harmony comes from just acceptance and accepting what is no matter what it is and looking at everything the same. And these are the things that, that um, SN Gwenka is saying in the discourses at night, but you don't understand it until you're experiencing it. So I'm pushing and feeling all of this pain and like caving over and like, you know, again, trying to stay completely still, but having these sensations going through my body as I'm sitting there completely still. And then in my back, these sharp pains in like my upper back and my middle back. And it's like, feels like piercing. And it's so hard to sit still and so hard. Like I'm not Zen. I'm not Zen at all. I'm in pure pain. This sucks. But I'm sitting there completely still, not not reacting. But internally, I'm reacting because I'm focusing on these areas and I'm wanting it to go away. And I'm like pushing and trying to get past the points and make it flow. Because they say once you, at one point, you will start feeling a flow of vibration throughout your entire body. And I, I was not getting that. I was getting stuck. And what um, there is an instructor that you're allowed to ask questions once a day. So it's the only time you're allowed to talk is when you ask questions of the instructor. Um, and what she was saying is to, you know, you just you just relax into it. You accept what is. And again, you don't get that until you've experienced this. So I'm going through this experience. And then finally, I have this session where I decide that it's all the same, that everything is impermanent. Everything's going to arise and pass away. Everything comes and goes, just like our molecules are always changing, our rivers are always flowing, the wind is always blowing. Everything is always changing. Nothing is forever. Life, nothing is forever. Everything arises and passes away. So I started to look at the painful points and these hard things that I'm working through as temporary and knowing that it's all here to help me. Whatever's going on inside of me, because I don't get this. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know if I'm having like deep healing occur or if it's just like, why am I feeling these things inside my body? I don't know. But what I do know is it's not going to last forever and that it's not going to kill me. I'm going to be okay and I'm going to get through this. So I just relaxed. I stopped trying to push and pull and force it. And I just finally relaxed and said, it's okay that I'm feeling this. And that pain is no better or worse than the, the vibration that I'm getting in my arms. They're all the same because all of a sudden I might start getting pain in my elbow and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say, I don't want that. I'm just going to accept what is. And that's the moment where everything clicked for me is I accepted that this moment is all that is. I'm looking forward to getting to this place of full vibration. I'm looking forward to getting to this place of having a past life experience or something amazing happen or some kind of visual. Like, why am I doing this work? What's going to happen? And I finally realized that nothing is going to happen. This just be here. Doesn't matter what's in the future. Be here in this moment and feel here you are completely still 
and you're meditating and you're feeling whatever sensation arises and you're observing it. That's it. You're just observing. You're not trying to do anything. You're not trying to make it go away. You're not trying to get past it so you can get to this point of Zen. You're just accepting what is. And when I finally realized that, it was this moment of euphoria where everything started vibrating. All of the pain didn't, I didn't feel pain anymore. It just felt like everything was one. Everything was the same. It was just my body. It was just my vibration. And I sunk into this place of pure ecstasy of just everything felt amazing. And I had been there before and it was within my own body. It was, it was it. It was just my body. There was nothing else. And it was amazing because I recognized the feeling. I'm going to take a break here and cut this episode off because it's getting a little long, but tune into next week's episode to find out where I had been before, and then I'm going to go through all of the many lessons that this experience taught me. I'll go through the end of the retreat, what I experienced for the last couple of days, and all of the lessons I learned, and everything I'm going to take in to my everyday life. So please stay tuned. This is where it gets really interesting and how I explain really how I'm transformed by this experience. So tune in next week. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please share it with a friend who may need the extra inspiration today. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and comment. Thanks for being here. I'll meet you back here on Sunday for another episode always remember to keep shining.